So welcome to today's seminars. Uh, our speaker is Charles Bordenov from CNRS at the University of Toulouse. Uh, Charles is a, a probabilist of a very fine school of Francois Bocelli's uh, from Paris and he spent a period of time in uh, Berkeley and recently in the last few years returned to Toulouse and today he's going to tell us about some exciting work he did with uh, David MacDonald in Ottawa and Alexander Prussier on uh, the asymptotic stability region of Slotted Aloha. Uh, so over to you, Charles. Thanks very much for coming. Okay, thank you, Ken, for the presentation. And thank you very much for inviting me. And thank you also to Vijay. I'm very happy to be here. So uh, as Ken said, I'm going to talk about a joint work with two brilliant uh, and nice researchers, David McDonald and Alexandre Protier. And uh, so I've, Ken wanted me to speak about that. So I've not think, thought about it since two years. So if I say stupid things... Just tell me. Okay, so it's about uh, multi-access networks, as I understand them. Uh, it's a very basic question. So you have end users who have a common uh, communication channel, and they want to access this channel uh, in a decentralized way. Okay, but they are in interaction, meaning that, uh, assume for simplicity, that if two, two users access the channel simultaneously, then... Uh, they cannot send the packet, okay? And uh, if we define, a, there is a kind of access, there is a, so if we define an active user as being a, a user which is trying to access the channel, okay? So, and if two users are, in, as I was saying, if two users are in interaction, two, active, two interacting active users, uh, which are, if they are in interaction, so there is a collision. And otherwise, if, uh, otherwise, there is an active user which is the only one in, in, in its interacting class transmits successfully. Okay, so it will be more simple after that. So, and there is a very uh, basic class of uh, scheduling policy uh, which, which are decentralized to, 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 to deal with this kind of networks. It's at every time slot, so time is slotted for the same for everyone, for example. And... Uh, at each time slot, each user tries to lis listen to the, to the channel, okay? And if none of its interacting uh, user uh, is already active, then at the next time slot, it tries with some private API, where it's user I, to access to the channel, okay? And uh, so if it's successful, meaning that if he's if he is active and he is only one again in his interacting class being active, he will send a packet during the next L slots. Otherwise, there is a collision and uh, the duration, the, the time during the, which the, the colliding users will realize that there is, this is a collision is LC. Okay. On the next slide, L will be equal to LC will be equal to one. So we will see afterwards the generalization. Okay, so, and the most basic case is when this private API could depend on the history of the user. And uh, in this class, this, there is a famous uh, exponential backoff algorithm. But the most basic one is when this private API is fixed once for, is fixed for all users. It depends on, it may depend on, on user, from user to user, but it's the same. It does not evolve with time. Okay, so I, as I was saying, we can, we will start this talk on, with the simplest case. So we have n independent user. 
So with an independent arrival process, so each user has some packets to send. Okay, and uh, let's say that for simplicity, that's a thing. At most, one packet arrives at each time slot, and let's call lambda i the probability that a new packet arrives at times t for user i. So it's stationary, incoming arrival process of, uh, of uh, incoming packets. So we assume that there is complete interaction, meaning that uh, every user is, 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 is interacting with all users. So in this system, at most, there is at most one active, uh, there is at most one successful packet sent at each time slot. Okay, and so as I said, we can assume that, uh, let's assume for beginning that every L is equal to LC is equal to one, so when a packet, so the time it, it, it is needed to, to send a packet is just one. And the user I is active with fixed probability PI. So this is called uh, uh, slotted alloa. So the basic question is, uh, what is a set? So there are two parameters. So lambda i, of course, the lambda i are the intensity of the arrival process, and pi are the probability of accessing the, ch the channel for each user. And the, of course, what is a set of, of lambda i pi such that the system is stable? So I should be slightly more precise because it could depend. Lambda i is only the intensity, so they could be uh, finer statistics of the incoming pack of the incoming arrival process, which which uh, decides whether or not the system is stable. Okay, but I would just denote it by lambda i pi. And uh, so, and this question, so stable means, for example, that the so each user has a buffer, which is the number of uh, active uh, slot, uh, which is the number of packets that that has to be. Sense, for example, stable will mean that the, the expectation of the number of packets that you have in your buffer for each user is uniformly bounded over time. Okay, something like that. So, uh, so we want to, to answer this question, and there is a simple bound. Okay, so the problem here is that the users are interacting. So, user i may is interacting with the other user because. If uh, somebody else is trying to access the channel, there will be a collision. So the worst case scenario is, is as, so an user i will, as, will you, if you fix user i, and you assume that all the other users, they are trying constantly to access the channel, whether or not they have a packet to send, okay? So this is the worst case for user i. If all the other, all the other users have their buffer always full, so they are saturated and they always try to send packets. Okay, so in this case, the probability that user i, when he has a packet to send, the probability that user i successfully sent a packet, it's pi, the probability that it become active, times the probability that all the other users stay quiet, so stay inactive, so it's times the probability of the product probability of the one minus pj, okay? So from this, you, so if the incoming arrival process lambda i, intensity lambda i is strictly less than this term, the system, for all i, the system will be stable. So this is the worst case, this is the worst case scenario uh, stability region. Of course it's not the actual, it's not the real one, but this is a simple lower bound that it's important to keep in mind. Okay, it's clear up to now. 
there is something which is also uh, in the case where the difficulty in the problem comes from the inhomogeneity, meaning that all the lambda i and pi are not the same. So in the case where the system is symmetric, so all the arrival processes have the same law and they are independent. So, and all the probability to access the channel are the same. Then the stability region is known, and it's exactly this uh, worst case. It's lambda, the stability condition is lambda less than p times 1 minus p times power n minus 1. Okay? So, this, which, which is not a completely uh, obvious result, at least to me. But. So, in the non-homogeneous case, there have been, uh, for a long time, uh, I think maybe starting from uh, Sibakov and Mikhailov, they have tried to characterize the stability region for each n, for all lambda, for all lambda i and pi. So when the case where n equal 2, they found the result. In the case for n equal 3, uh, Spankowski explained what, what the answer was when the arrival incoming process is Bernoulli. So at so all the arrival processes are independent, and the probability that a new packet arrives for user i is lambda i, independently of the past. And uh, the paper by Spankowski is very nice, and uh, also he has found for all n, he has found uh, a recursive relation, which if you know the stability region up to n minus 1, you will be able to compute the stability region up to n, if you know uh, something which, is, uh, which, depends on the, which will depend on the stationary distribution of the system with n minus one user, which unfortunately you do not know. And so you, you, you suspect that the general answer, so it's unknown, and it depends on the detailed, character, detailed characteristic of the rival process. So if the process is Bernoulli, or, and if you take another process like uh, Poisson, or, uh, no, okay, whatever, some, something else, you expect that the two stability regions are not exactly the same. So this is called sensitivity, I think. And there is an exact formula for all n, due to Venkatan and Taran, who establish that the stability region is uh, this uh, lambda dot n, so the lower bound stability region. But when the arrival process are not independent, they are dependent and they have a very peculiar type of joint distribution. So it means that if the arrival process, so the arrival process incoming packets arriving at each buffer are correlated according to a very strange, uh, the very peculiar distribution, then the stability region is a worst case stability region. Okay. So what we try to do with uh, Alexandre and David is to try to, instead of trying to compute explicitly the stability region, which is apparently a very difficult problem, is to try to see, to make the number of users n grows large, and try to look at the asymptotic stability region. Okay? So it will be more clear like that. So the, the, again, the difficulty in the problem comes from the fact that due to the, the, the users, the queues, and the outcoming, the, the, the queue are dependent. Okay, but the, 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 so the only idea that in all this talk would be that as the number of users grows large, the evolution of the queues become independent, okay? And they only depend on the empirical distribution of the states of the queue. I will be more precise on that. So, and the, so the evolution of the queues will 
will become asymptotically independent, whether for fixed n they are dependent, as n grows large, they will become independent, as they will depend, and the evolution will depend on the evolution of the average Q. Okay? And so, what we do is to try to find this asymptotic stability region, having in mind that this is uh, the idea that we have. Okay, so we will be uh, considering a class where all, all users are in the same regime, meaning that the, probability, the access probability and the intensity are of the same order. Okay, so the ratio of the probability of access and the ratio of the intensity are the same order because you could consider asymptotics where some users are uh, accessing the channel at very few, the, uh, at very rare time compared to others. We no, do not speak about this regi limit regime, we speak about a regime where the access probability and the intensity are comparable in order. So a simplifying model is to, to assume that the user there is a finite number of class. Finite will be important, unfortunately. And if user is of class V, the probability, the intensity is, of, is lambda V divided by N, and the probability of accessing the channel is PV divided by N. Okay? And this lambda V and PV are positive. And so the proportion, the number of class of users of class V, so divided by N, so the proportion of class V users, which depends on N and converge to some number. Okay? So in the homogeneous case, there is a single class of user, beta V is one, and the answer, the stability region is known. So the question is, in the arbitrary number of class, but finite number of classes, can we compute the stability region? And uh, so our result is the following. We do define lambda hat of n. So that was previously I defined lambda hat, just, uh, lambda n, the stability region in terms of lambda and p. Okay, so I forget about p. I think so p has been fixed, and I look at the lambdas. Okay, so lambda there is there is lambda now is a vector which depends on the v is the cardinal of the number of class. Okay, so the the stability region. The approximate stability region I defined like lambda hat of n as being the set of lambdas such that uh, there exists a row which is between 0 and 1, so it would be not an n but a v, uh, such that for all i, no, it's an n, lambda i is equal to rho i by i times 1 minus rho j by j. Okay? So his interpretation is that rho is a probability of accessing the channel is the probability that uh, the buffer of user i is, uh, is uh, not empty. Okay, so think that there exists a row which will be the probability that the buffer of user i is not empty. Okay, and then uh, if the, and you define the stability condition is that lambda i times rho i pi is equal to the product. I, I will explain that a little more carefully after. So. Then uh, it states a theorem. So if you have, as, I've, as, I, as above, the set of uh, uh, in, incoming intensity lambda n, and if you take one power n, which, which is a normalized uh, unit one vector, okay? So with L1 norm one. The theorem is the following. Under uh, 
a condition which I will not comment on it maybe later. So that if you fix an epsilon, okay, you take a sequence. There exists, if you fix an epsilon, there exists for n large enough, which depends on an epsilon, okay, so for a large number enough of uh, users. If your, your vector, if your vector of um, intensity plus epsilon 1 over n is in this set lambda at n, then the system is stable. And if, so if you have, if you are inside by epsilon, inside by epsilon, your stability, approximate stability region, the system will, will be stable. And if you are outside by epsilon, then the system will be unstable. Okay. So what does it mean? It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything for finite n because we have absolutely no bound on n epsilon. So that's why we call it an asymptotic stability region. So we did not solve anything for the, in this direction, but we say that asymptotically the, the real stability region converge to this lambda at of n. Okay, so beta was beta is the asymptotic number of class V users, beta of V. So this condition is just that the sum, you could rewrite it, but for n large enough, the sum over all user of the probability of access of user i is less than one. Yes. I, I don't know, know anything about this. I'm just wondering the probabilities vary fine the PIs. Are they they're meaning they have a physical meaning that they're they're something that can be written down and Yeah. Okay. You mean Yeah, the probability of both of being empty that that's a well defined quantity, is it? They're the rows rather than the P's. The P's are the probability that you access the channel at this instant. A row of the rows are the likelihood that you're, you have something to send. So okay. you kind of have to choose to send and actually have something to send. So his rows are a, a measure of the frequency of occupancy of yeah. the buffer, basically. Yeah. So I suppose what I'm getting at is they're fixed quantities, aren't they? They don't vary time. So, no, no, because to, to characterize the stability region, you have to, it's a long time. It's a long time type of statement, so it doesn't say anything about any finite time interval. It's, it's kind of like, the, like you go look in the buffer, and it's the, and the long run average likelihood that there's something in there. So you can calculate those quantities for silly things like that. So and I'm not curious. Oh, right. So, yeah. yeah, okay. So, but it's right. It's, you're right. It's not, a, it's not an instantaneous quantity. So it's a long run average. So the lambda i and pi are fixed, but the rho are, yeah, so. So, and the meaning of this formula is, so assume that the n q's were independent, okay, and that the, which is not correct for finite n, the n q's were independent, and that the probability that the q i as a non-empty non uh, buffer is rho i, then the probability, the probability that, uh, give, that, that, uh, at a, that the probability that at a given time slot the user i try to access the channel will be rho i times pi, the probability that it is it has an empty buffer times the probability that it really managed to, to to be active, and then there will be no collision if nobody if none of the other user is doing that. 
So it will be exactly the probability of j different from i of 1 minus rho j pj. So in this sense, the this approximately approximate stability region is obtained by assuming that the evolution of the q are independent. So it was no, it's no, kind of known as a decoupling heuristics. You have Qs which are independent, but you assume that they are dependent, independent, and uh, you expect that it is a good way, if it is a good approximation. Okay, so as I said, one interesting feature is that the approximate stability region, lambda at n, does not depend on the statistics of the incoming arrival process. Okay, so even if for finite n there is this sensitivity issue, for asymptotically the sensitivity does not matter. Can I ask though, yeah. you, you're, you are assuming something about the arrivals process for assuming that? Yeah, they are kind of Markov modulated. And, uh, yeah, because they couldn't, like it wouldn't matter if they were long range dependent or something. Right? No, no. no. You don't think so? No, because we have two models in the paper on uh, which kind of, uh, uh, which kind of uh, arrival process, Markov modulated arrival process we consider, and I think it's one of the, yeah. Maybe I have a couple of questions as well. You've only got you said you're on the finite set of classes of stations. Is yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't think it's important, but for the proof, it's important. Okay. And so, the second question is you put the sum of the probabilities. Yeah. The probabilities has to be less than one. Yeah. That's quite strong combination, isn't it? So, this combination. Yeah. So, the end probability, not the arrival or anything. Why, why is that? Where does that come from? So, again, uh, the statement should hold without this assumption. But uh, in, the mat in the proof, uh, we'll have uh, in a few slides a complicated differential equation, and we can prove its global stability only on this condition. But uh, yeah, so we expect that we could be able to remove that. But uh, in any case, it's quite natural, because apparently in a Kleinberg's book, if you want to it's a kind of non-optimal if you have n users with probability of access pi. If the sum of pi power n, uh, if the sum of the pi is larger than one, uh, it means that uh, there will be too much collision. So it's not the important regime is this one. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm a bit uncomfortable about. Uh, we should try to remove it. Yeah. So. If you, remove, if you go the other way and you fix the traffic intensities, lambda 1 to lambda n, and you want to know, does there exist a probability p1 to pn such that my system is stabilizing? So, so it's just amount of... So you fix the lambda i and you want to know, does there exist pi such that there exists rho i satisfying this condition? So you find very easily that the stabilizing set is a set of lambda such that there exist probabilities such that lambda y is less than py time, product of 1 minus pj. So that's a conjecture that's good for 30 years? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that just say that if, if the buffers are full, then they'll drain? Yes, but you could expect that. Uh, so this is what the lower bound by uh, assuming that all the. But you could expect that you could do much more by choosing carefully the lambda i and. Because, but if the buffers like all are, are pretty full, then that's the condition that they'll drain, right? Yeah, but 
it's not obvious that you can some of the users could be I mean some of the some of the buffers could be full and the fact that your system is unstable could mean just that a single buffer is full and all the others they are they are quite empty but there's some small probability that all the buffers will have stuff no, because but you have to be stable under those circumstances. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just missing something. So what could happen is that if you take, it could be just that a single queue is uh, the bottleneck of your system. So all the other one, all the other are really very low intensity and uh, very high access probability. So every time they have a packet to send, they manage to send it in a couple of slots. But the other one, for example, he has, he has a too high intensity and a not high enough probability of access, and then uh, it will be the bottleneck of your system. So it will not happen that all the queues are, when the system becomes unstable, it could be just, many queues are stable, but a single one is unstable. That's what, so, but it could happen that all queues will become unstable at the same time. I mean, if, as you try to put more and more pa incoming packet. But, so that's where, that's where the non-homogeneity things make things difficult. And why, in the symmetric case, that's what's happening, well, that's what happens when the all queues will become unstable at the same time, which makes life easier. But here, it, it's not the case. So I'm not a specialist at all about uh, this, this. I never read the paper of Sibakov and Mikhailov. Alexander did it, and uh, he told me that, but so I just faithfully wrote that. So. And uh, so we can also, I, I told you, for n equal to 2, the stability region is known. And it's, uh, in fact, the, our approximate stability region is equal to the real one. For n equal to 3, uh, the, the stability region is known for Bernoulli arrival process. And we can compute, and we can compare uh, Spankowski stability region with our approximate stability region. And we can show that along the red line, okay, the two stability regions coincide, the real one and the approximate one. And in fact, for general n, we can show that there are parameters of the lambda i such that uh, the two stability, the real stability region and the approximated one coincide. Okay, so how do you do that? Uh, so you so it's a, you have so you write down as a Markov chain. So what is the state of a user? It's 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 class which is not evolving in time. Okay, so when I am of class V, I stay of class V. It's the size of its buffer, and as I was saying, so we have a kind of uh, in the paper, but we have a kind of uh, Markov modulated arrival process. So I will just skip that. And we just assume that the arrival process are Bernoulli random variable. So at every time slot with probability lambda i, a packet arrives. And with probability one minus lambda i, uh, no packet arrives. So the basic, so you want to analyze a large n asymptotic. So you want to put all your Markov chain, which are Markov chain on, uh, so on the set of class times the size of the buffer power n. Okay, for each number of class times size of the buffer, and you have n user. You want to embed them, so since you want to make a convergence, you want to embed them in a single 
for all n, you want to embed z in the, in the single in the single space. So what you do is just you, you you define the empirical measure process as being the a measure which has a mass for each state of each particle. So it's a probability distribution, okay? Because you will normalize by one over n, and it's just a counting measure which counts the proportion of of users which are in state in a state uh, X, where X is a class and a size of buffer. In this way, you have embedded all your chains, all your chains for all n in the same, uh, in, the same uh, in the same space, which is a set of probability measures on V cross n, okay? And then all the game will be to try to to prove as n goes to infinity that this empirical measure process converge to a limiting measure, nu, of t, and describe the time dynamics of nu of t. So, and there are probabilistic tool to do that, uh, and it's called kind of mean field technique. Okay, so, what was the link about the intuition that, uh, what is the link with the intuition that the result we come if we can prove that if I look at two users, they will evolve in time, they are deep, the, the evolution is dependent, but it's asymptotically independent. So this is called, I call it the decoupling heuristic, but in the math literature, it's called propagation of chaos. And in fact, it's equivalent for if the users are interchangeable, but okay, so in this setting it's equivalent to the convergence of this empirical measure process to a deterministic measure. Okay, so if... Yeah, in convergence in what sense? Um, uh, you mean this convergence? Yeah, is that, it's not so really, is it weak convergence? Or is yeah, it so it's weak convergence of this measure to a limit measure. So, if we just manage to prove that this measure converge, uh, we will have uh, the heuristic that the, 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 the behavior of two of two of two users is asymptotically independent. Okay, so we were not the first, by far, to look at the mean field method in communication network. So uh, maybe the most famous one uh, is for the analysis of exponential backoff algorithm. Whereas this idea was uh, bring in by uh, Bianchi, who used this decoupling heuristic to characterize the limiting behavior as uh, the number of users was large of the, uh, this exponential backoff algorithm. So we try to, we start with looking at mean field. Uh, we try to prove it rigorously and uh, Shama, Ganesh and Ki did the same things more or less. So there was also a paper on by Bachelin, McDonald, and Renier where they look at TCP connections. So every time they look at the, be the asymptotic behavior of TCP connection as the number of users grows large. There is also a, a paper by, a very nice paper by uh, Vedenskaya, Dobushin, and Karpelevich where they look at the supermarket process or this is a, you have N uh, queues and every, every user when he wants to, to be served join pick, let's say, three queues among the n queues and join the shortest among the three, okay? And 
So this is a complicated system to, 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 to analyze because for finite n, the queues are independent. But uh, as n goes to infinity, the same kind of mean field technique applies and uh, you can prove the, de describe the limiting asymptotic distribution of the time evolution. In another context, let's say an only did some things and uh, it's also related, the, the same, it's also related to this mean field techniques to what's called the Poisson hypothesis. Okay, I don't want to speak about it because I don't know much about it. So if we come back to our specific problem, uh, so I want to have a kind of phys uh, physics point of view. So a user is a particle, okay? So, so the state, if you, I the, assume that user particle i is in the state x, okay? So my class is v and the, my buffer size is k. Okay, so my state become v, v, we become k plus one, so there will be one more, one more packet arrives. And this probability will be of, of order lambda v divided by n, so the probability one, one packet arrive, plus some remaining term, which I also have to take into account that I did not manage to send successfully one of my packets. But this is a little o of one over n, okay? And if k is larger than one, I will be able to send successfully a packet. If I manage successfully to access the channel, which is at probability PV divided by N, and all other users of all other different class which have a buffer size strictly larger than one, uh, larger or equal to one, are not do not become active. So it will be the product over all class of one minus PU over N times this number is a set of, is a set of, act of, of user in class U which have non-empty buffer. So beta U, time power, beta U times N is a number of class U users times nu plus U, which is the proportion of class U user with non-empty buffer. Okay, so you can write it like that. Why not? And making this product an exponential and linearizing the logarithm, you can write it like that, PV over N times exponentials times an expression plus petito of one over N. What is important is that this function, this probability transition is a function on my state and you can write it this as a function of my state and the empirical measure process, okay? So my behavior at times T I will move to some other state at times t plus one, and it does. It only depends on the empirical measure process. So it only depends on the average state. And since uh, the probability of being active is uh, PV divided by n, or that somebody that I have some incoming packet, it's lambda v divided by n, the state of a user user change every n slots. Okay, so to make a limit non-trivial, uh, non I need to speed up time. So I define qin of t as being my, the state of user i at times n times t. So at times n times t, the state of the user i will have changed by of order t. You will have made the kind of t changes on average. And if I look at this equation uh, closely, and I let 
So I multiply by n, so I can remove, I multiply time by m, so I remove these guys. Okay, so the little o, I skip them. And what I find, at least formally, is that the probability that user i at time t is in state k, given that its state is v, has to satisfy a differential equation, which is of this type, which is a derivative of the, the probability that I, am in I have buffer size k divided by t, uh, the derivative with respect to time of the probability that buffer size is k, will be lambda v, which is the intensity when I was in state k minus one and some new packet arrives, which are, happens with intensity lambda v, or minus I was in state k and a new packet arrives, so I leave my state, so it's q of k minus one minus q of v of k, and the probability, so it just describes the incoming and rival process, and this describes the fact that sometimes I manage to send successfully a packet, so I access the channel PV times exponential minus gamma t, where gamma t, if you can look at it from the equation, is the same term, beta u, pu, times this nu plus u of t, which is uh, the sum over all users, over all classes of the number of user, proportion of users in each class, times the probability that user of class u access the channel, times the probability that the, the proportion of them which have a non-empty buffer. So if you look at this equation, and uh, if you are, this is just a Kolmogorov equation for a MM1Q, but the capacity, so the incoming process is lambda v, and the rate at which the, the packets are served is PV times exponential gamma t, which is, so it's a time-varying capacity which is equal to that, and the time-varying capacity depends, gamma t depends on the probability measure at which I am at time t. So if you look at a user of class V, its limit uh, time dynamics is just a simple MM1Q, but the, the time-varying capacity, with a time-varying capacity which depends on the state of all other users. So that's kind of limit uh, time evolution. So now to prove the theorem, first we need to prove that. Okay, so, so we need to prove that for any finite, I was saying, for any finite time between time zero and capital T, this uh, empirical process measure, so I have to, I have, uh, it was called mu, now it's called mu because I have, to, I have, I have speed of time. I have to prove that this converge and the limit time evolution is compatible with this description. So this can be done uh, by using standard technique uh, in uh, probability to, to prove effectively uh, mean field uh, limits. And the two main ingredients, why it works, it is because each particle has two types of possible transition, okay, as I was saying, and the, the fact the time evolution depends only on the average state at time t. So this is a mean field, mean field statement, but the time was the way a particle behaves depends on the average uh, of the average state of the users, of all other users. And the fact that the 
the particles are asymptotically decorrelated, meaning that if I look at user one and, uh, and another user two, when I will become active, the probability that the user two become active is of order one over n. So the correlation between two users is of order one over n. So it decorrelates quite quickly. So these are the two only ingredients you need to prove the, that the limit equation of are this type. Then what you want to do is to prove the stability region of this system, of this system of coupled differential equation. So this one. So that's where, uh, so you can easily you write that the left-hand side is equal to zero and you solve, you look at the stable point. Okay, but then you want to prove that it's converged. So that for any initial condition, it will converge to the stationary distribution. And this is uh, harder. So, that, I mean, uh, so, and you can prove that the stability, global stability region of the system of coupled equation is a set of intensities lambda such that there exists a row between 0 and 1, a family of row between 0 and 1, such that lambda v is equal to rho v pv exponential of my sum of u, beta u, rho u, pu. Okay, and in fact, our lambda at n, our approximate stability region, is just the limit of, is just uh, converged to this set. So, and now that you have solved the problem in for n infinity case, you have to come back to the finite n case, and there, there is also a, a kind of, uh, that's where we use the fact that the number of class is finite, is that we do it by proving by recursion on the number of class. Okay, so we know that the statement is true for one class, and then we prove it by induction. And this is half surprising because I told you that there is a very nice paper by Spankowski on the topic, and the way he proves stability region for n is by recursion. So we do, it's the same idea, so if we, we, don't, we do the, the recursion not on the number of users, but on the number of class. So that's the idea. And then uh, in the five minutes which are remaining, I can just, so I just did the case where there is full interference and the set of uh, the packet duration and collision duration is one. So you can then generalize to various ways. So for example, assume that uh, when full interaction, but uh, to send a pack successfully a packet, you need L slot. And to realize that you have a collision, you need LC slot. You can write down uh, what's the, the formula, a general formula for what is the asymptotic stability region in this case. So I just want. So if you want to go back to go to more interesting uh, practical situation where there's only partial interaction. So assume, for example, that you have this picture in mind. But uh, if you are in zone one, all users in zone one, they interact with users in zone two and with users in zone one. Okay, all users in zone three, they interact with users in zone three and zero in zone two, and zone two users they interact with everybody else. Okay, so, and uh, in this case, uh, these two could, could send packets simultaneously, but, uh, okay. So you can try to do the same, and uh, formally, uh, the mean field equations are the same, and uh, 
formally the mean field equations are the same and the recursion is the same, so it's quite difficult to analyze. Uh, I did not check uh, whether it's true or not that the global stability region is what you think it is. So, so you can write down what should be the what should be the limiting uh, stability region if you have heuristic that all the queues are all the queues are asymptotically dependent, and then you expect that the asymptotic stability region is so is a good is an asymptotically exact approximation of the stability region of the real one. I made claim and not theorem because I could not. It, it was two years ago, and I could not remember if we checked the argument of the global stability. So, I. Uh, but just as far as mean field is concerned, it's fine. So we did simulation in this case. So where we have only a, one user in uh, class one, one user in class two, and one user in class, in class three. And uh, we can, so Alexon did that, so. In any case, he was, he was quite happy because uh, apparently the approximate stability region is quite close to the, the real stability region, at least by simulation, is quite close to the one we, for, we from the approximate one. Okay, so for a given set of probabilities, let's say one access probabilities one third, he plays on the intensity arrival intensity and look at the throughput that you can get. And uh, there is also uh, so this was when the packet duration was equal to one. There is also a less difficulty on which I want to stress. If you want, in full generality, to consider partial interference and arbitrary packet duration, so in this case uh, there is a subtlety which uh, comes in. It's that uh, the user do not share the same time history. Okay, meaning that if you look at three users, one in class one, one in class two, one in class three, uh, when they are trying to access the channel, so let's say that one become active, then the second is frozen. Okay, and then meanwhile. But class three is still trying, uh, the user number three is still trying to access the channel since he's not interacting with user one. Okay, so then class three managed uh, successfully to access the channel. Okay, so and mean, during L slots. And then so class two user will be frozen during a very long time. Especially if during this time class one has finished his, his emission and starting a new one and so on. So, it's very unfair for user two, because user two is a very uh, is a is listening to everybody's channel and never in interacting with anybody and, and never trying to interrupt the communication, and it leaves him very very uh, very low space in time to. So to to fit it to this mean field network in mean field setting, you need to add a, a new variable. So there is a buffer size, a class, and also the fact that uh, I am a class V user and the fact that at, time, at time slot T, there is an interacting user which is already active. Okay, so meaning that I am allowed or not to try to access the channel at, next, at times T plus one. Okay, so if this variable Z is one for me, I will not try to become active, and if this variable Z is zero and I have something to send, I will try to become active at the next time slot. And then if you write down the, the 
given the state, given where the state at time t, if you write down the the probability transition, you can do the same, but it's slightly messier because you have to include the case where. Okay, and uh, you need. Uh, okay, I'll skip about that. So you need. At the end, you find what should be the what should be the approximate stability region, but uh, it's slightly more complicated. It has a much more complicated expression, and uh, you need uh, the mean field part is more complicated, and then you have to prove the global stability, which uh, I'm, I'm sure we didn't check. So, which it should be, you should have, a, a, we have a prediction on the asymptotically uh, exact approximation of the stability region. Okay, so, there are simulation, and um, so, what was uh, surprising for, uh, uh, Bianchi became famous, I think, because his asymptotic was very precise, even for small n. Okay, so here also the, the approximate stability region is very close to the simulated one for any n, because our result is in asymptotic in n, but uh, the only way I can, we, we have no, uh, we have nothing about, uh, except heuristics to explain why it's so good for n small. And one, one reason could be that uh, when, I, when you are close to the stability limit, there are some queues which are nearly, nearly saturated, okay? But to, for, when a queue is saturated, it always sends packets. It always tries to access the channel. So its state becomes independent from the rest because it does not. So the queues are, uh, so f when, when your queue is full, you do not interact with the others, more or less. So, uh, of course, we just, I just, we can work on any finite interaction graph, and uh, there are many things that is, are not captured by this mean field technique because you scale system by time, and you scale time by, you scale time by n. So if you want to look at uh, behavior in in the dynamics that you could capture, that you could see, but which are of little over n, will not see it, in, apparently. But Ken was not agree with that. There are some local, local time and fairness issue, which could be that, uh, so which could be like in this model that uh, there could be that one user during a, a little O of n but still long time, like uh, square root of n time, would, be, uh, would not be able to access the channel. But since we, our, time scale is, uh, we, we, our time scale is n, you, we cannot see that. We mean feel so. Okay, I think that's all I wanted to say. So. Are there any questions? Anybody like to ask them further? But rest assured, Barak, the queuing theory is full of questions where the answers are obvious and nobody can prove them. Uh, Rick, do you have a question? That's a naive question, but I, perhaps it relates to this last point, but. Um, so stability you defined originally as uniform boundedness of the expectation. Yeah. Uh, but then at some point you discussed the existence of a stationary distribution. Okay. Uh, so and then you talked about convergence to that. But I thought once you have that, then at least asymptotically you have yeah. some sort of so, some stronger properties. So when you, if you have a finite state, if you have a Markov chain, which is, uh, which is as the expectation is uniformly bounded, 
And uh, if the system is irreducible, so you can go from one state to any other state by some set of transition, then there exists a unique stationary measure. So the, the two notions are equivalent. So I said, uh, I give, so all notion, off notion of, stabi of stable system are the same. Existence of such, such stationary measure, uniform boundedness over time of uh, your state and things like that. In this setting. So for me, it was the same. Any other questions? But it was not that naive because there are systems where the system are uniformly bounded, but there could be multiple stationary distribution. And just, uh, your second bullet point there is that it works with any finite interaction graph. Yeah. What is this? Uh, you mean really, or what the equation looks like? <laughs> because. Uh, If I, you can, I think that I wrote the formula for, let's say, the simplest case where there is not this. Uh, so this is the stability region is written for any um, for any graph, in fact. So it depends on those. It's a set of lambdas such that there is the row. So row has the same interpretation as the, as the existence of a probability of your uh, Q of not being empty. Okay, such that the rho i times p i times the, so this is probability that you access the channel times the probability that among all the, all your interfering users, all your interfering users stay quiet. One minus rho k p k. That's, that's for the case when the duration of a transmission is one yeah. slot. And then if you, I did not explain it, but uh, so if you, for the general case, you have also a formula, but uh, so the problem is that I did not mention it. it so you have a state, you have a, your environment variable, which is I am allowed or not to speak, okay? Because somebody is uh, so when the when the system is in state uh, the in state mu, so the empirical measure is mu, okay? I could froze mu and let uh, the environment variable. Go, okay? I mean, I could froze mu and look at the stationary distribution of the environment given that I am in state, the, all the system is in state mu. Okay? So this is a stationary, uh, this, so you look, this, you froze the system and you look at the stationary uh, environment given, the, given that the state does not evolve in time, which is not correct, but for finite, it's what happened. So when you, when you get a stationary distribution given that you are in state rho, uh, so, and, uh, so you can compute them for any graph, but uh, it becomes a bit quite cumbersome. So. And, and you can, but this is the interpretation is the same. I mean, uh, with probability p rho of z, it will be the proportion that, the probability p rho of one when, will be the proportion of time that uh, you are not allowed to speak because somebody is interacting with you. Okay, and in this case, you will not even try to, to access the channel. And the proportion of time, p rho of zero, will be the proportion of time, given that you are in state rho, that you are allowed to, to, to speak. And this will give you this formula. I mean, I don't have a... Maybe we should... Yeah, we should... We should I think yeah, this is getting a bit too technical, all right. So, uh, 
Charles is here for until Friday if anybody has any further questions, like Doug obviously has. Uh, and if not, I will uh, thank the speaker one more time. Thanks for that interesting. <laughs>